0: All things automotive with the petrol head Nico Smith.
1: So that was uh, Andre Flock, and if you have any questions for him or for Nico, then you need to SMS us on four one three nine one. We've got a couple of your questions coming in, or WhatsApp us on oh six one four one oh four one oh seven. He's on the couch with his cup of coffee, Nico Smith, our petrol head Nico. Thanks for joining us, Alan Michelle. How are you doing? I'm all the better for chatting to you. <laughs> I have to
0: say the same. Uh, <laughs> That's a beautiful was way your, to start a Saturday. How was your
1: Easter braai last weekend?
0: Oh, it was awesome. We really had a lot of fun and um, ate too much. and uh, uh, had a, yeah, It was a really good week, weekend. And
1: yours? Uh, m- mine would have been far better if I'd been hanging out with you eating braai meat and the like. Okay, well, let's, let's set that up. Then. Okay, so Nico, <laughs> w- the Welch plug.
0: Yes, the Welsh plug. So we is had, it uh, the Welsh
1: plug or the Welsh plug?
0: No, like Welsh, like uh, uh, like the place, like the.
1: Uh, oh, the Welsh plug! I've been calling it the Welsh plug.
0: Yeah, no, there's no Welsh. It's uh, a Welsh plug. W E L C H. W E L. S H
1: C H. Well, see, No, that's not Welsh. Well, Welsh, is with yes, a C, and Welsh, is with yes, an S. So,
0: Yes, well, what, what I'm saying is there's no T in it. So let me rephrase then. There's no. It's not a Welsh plug, but a Welsh plug. Um, so a, a Welsh plug, effectively, and I had to find out because um, I wasn't sure myself. Why is it uh, made of a softer material? So the idea with a Welsh plug is that a Welsh plug is an inspection point. So if you, um, uh, let's say there's a problem with the engine, then they can simply knock out the Welsh plug, have a look at the, the uh, uh, put an endoscope and see what the problem is and then put it back. Now, if a Welsh plug is made of a harder material, um, for instance, stainless steel, it Mm. can actually start rusting. So stainless steel can rust. So the the guy said to me that work on the engines, because I spoke to two guys, and they said, if it's a harder material, if it's soft, it's easy to to knock it out. Um, If it's hard, then you might battle to get it out, and you might actually damage the engine block. And that will be an expensive repair um, or a, a replacement if the engine block is damaged. So the idea that it's, it should fit in nicely, but you could, should be able to knock it out quite easily. So the seal is tight, but you need to knock it out quite easy. So now, you can't
1: screw it off. It's got to be knocked out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I actually I and n- dodge, n- dodge a picture of a uh, yes, 2 plugs it. on an engine. So it, it gets knocked out because it seals very nicely. Now, the problem is actually that if you your engine has um, uh, water and glycol, what we call antifreeze. And there has to be a certain relationship with water and antifreeze. And if you have too much water or only water, then you are going to get rust. And that rust will then effectively start, uh, not, you know, if it's only water, things can start rusting, and that's going to damage the engine. So important things, of course, in an engine is to have the, the right ratio of antifreeze versus water. If it's only water, rust happens. And, of course, another one, um, unfortunately, this gentleman um, damaged his engine because um, if, you, if, if there's rust and there's a water leak, eventually the engine will run without water, which will really be quite an expensive um, sort of a, a, a fixing of the engine. And it's actually happened to me as well where my engine had a water leak now recently, about two weeks ago. Um, now, luckily, the newer cars um, have a warning, so that the car will warn you as soon as the temperature is low before the engine even starts overheating. But the problem is when you're driving, for instance, and your engine starts overheating, um, what you will probably want to do is you want to put water back in immediately. Mm. And, of course, there's a lot of steam build up. So it's quite dangerous, or so you've got to be careful if your engine is quite hot. Because when you open that um, that cap where the water goes in, there's a lot of steam in there. And you actually can, and people have been burned by that. And, of course, it's boiling hot water. Um, so if you open it up as well, the water will burn you and the steam will burn you. So you have to be careful if your car overheats ideally if you get a warning that says temperature, watch your temperature gauge. If the car's uh, getting warm, switch off immediately, pull to the side of the road because even a short distance when the engine is overheating and your drive will damage it.
1: Okay. So so when I, I'm looking at this picture and and Dash will actually tweet it out there because it's it's it looks like the engine that's never ever been used with these perfect Yeah th-
0: those are trained those are so those are, are actually am um, I went to a place where they where they sort of work on engines and teach people on engines and and take them apart. And and, and so those aren't engines, actually, that are really, they were never in a car. They're more designed for people to work with. That's why the Welsh plug looks so beautiful and shiny and new, uh, because, of course, it's not a working engine. In a working engine, it's going to be very difficult for you to get to to, to take a nice picture because there's other parts that do it and it's fitted to the car. So it's actually not easy to see a Welsh plug on, on your normal car. That's why I had to go that route and actually go out to a place where I can look at the engine and just take a nice picture and say, This is what a Ross plug looks like. But it's not for for most it's not for the normal man in the street. It's more for the guys that are working on your car, as I said. To, to inspect it, I and mean, they're simply the guy sitting, it's easy. We knock it on the side, we pop it out, we can have a look with an endoscope in the engine, and we can just put a seal back. That's why.
1: Okay, so it's not for me to open my bonnet and say, Oh, where's there's, the Welsh plug? I'm going you're to. You're not going
0: to get to that. You're not no. going to see one.
1: No. Well, you never know, huh? Hey? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you're right. If it's an older car that. Sort of the engine sits there, lost in the engine bay, and there's a lot of space on the left and right. It might be possible. The newer cars with lots more electronics and plastic covers and things, less likely.
1: Okay, so that's the Welsh plug. How do you say it? Welsh.
0: We- Welsh. Welsh. W-E-L-C-H. T
1: um, H. I'm in disagreement. I would think that without um, the S, that if you're going to have the S, it's Welsh, but that without the S, it becomes Welsh, even without the, ch- the okay. T. But there, there we go. That's just me. Okay, so that's very, very interesting. I didn't know about that. Nico, can I ask you a question?
0: Yes, it depends. But yes, it's a car question.
1: It is a car question, yeah. Nothing okay. personal, I promise. Okay, good. Colin wants to know, why don't they put exhaust brakes on our big buckies and SUVs like trucks have? It would help going down steep hills and keep the discs cool.
0: No, not necessary, Colin. Um, um Actually, the, um, uh, the, the brakes on a bucky, number one, are good enough. And, 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 and uh, uh, conversely, or, or, or actually, you should just be using the gearbox when you, you're braking as well. So let's have, imagine you've got a big bucky and you're towing a huge trailer or a big caravan. The first thing that's a better way to drive is actually to use the gearbox, even on an automatic vehicle, is to put the car in, in a, uh, if it's a manual, uh, are, a lot of them are manual. I would just say going down a mountain pass, go to third gear, even go to second gear. And not only just rely on the brakes, but actually rely on the compression of the engine or some engine braking as well to slow the vehicle down. So um, that's a good technique, is down a mountain pass to use the gearbox. Actually, in the newer cars, interesting, some of the newer automatic vehicles, you might have actually found it if you have one. If you're driving and it's quite a steep downhill, the car will actually go to a lower gear automatically itself. So it senses that you're on, on a steep gradient yeah. or, and, and actually uses the gearbox. So um, it's not necessary. Uh, it's also much more expensive to now fit that braking system. So a, a better technique would simply be to not only use the brakes, but also use your gearbox when you're going down a steep hill or a, even a mountain pass.
1: So if one wants to uh, ensure that your brakes are protected, that they do um, help with regards to what uh, Colin is asking, what is the best way to look after your brakes in that way?
0: So, so what happens is, if, let's imagine, again, the same scenario. So I've got a, a, a bucky and I've got a huge caravan. If you're driving down the mountain pass and you're just on the brakes constantly, what happens is um, you start getting a lot of heat pulled up in the brakes. A similar thing would happen on a racetrack without cool down. So the scenario is exactly the same, but you're not driving your buck on a racetrack, but I've seen it on a racetrack. So you're driving and you're braking hard, braking hard, braking hard. So there's a lot of heat buildup in the brake system itself. That then gets transferred to the brake fluid and the brake fluid gets warmer, 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 and then starts boiling. When it starts boiling, you get air bubbles. So what you, the sensation that you're going to get as a driver, you start building up heat, building up heat, and then at a point which is almost at a non-return point, the, the brake pedal starts becoming spongy. It, you know like a sponge feels when you squeeze it? Yeah. It starts becoming soft and softer and softer. And now what happens is you start losing the ability to slow down the car um, because of the, the, the heat build up in, 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 the, in the brakes. Cars, a lot of newer cars actually have systems that compensate for that, that can add a little bit more pressure. But it starts with just the right technique, just not leaning on the brakes all the time down a mountain pass, especially if you're towing something because that's going to... So you, what you want to stay away from is heat build up in the brakes and a, and a simple technique is by using the gearbox so you're not braking, braking. Another technique would be to slow down and keep a, a nice following distance. Okay. Because if, and, and then hard brakes as opposed to leaning on the pedal all the time because if you're not slowing the car down, you've got just your some brake pressure, but not a lot, there's heat built up without slowing the car down. So those are some techniques um, to, to overcome that.
1: We're talking to Nico Smith, our petrol head, and don't forget if you'd like to speak to him or ask him a question, 41391 is our SMS number, 0614104. One zero seven is our WhatsApp number, or you can follow us on Twitter at S A F M Radio hashtag S A F M Set Breakfast or at Mish Constant. Talking of breaks, all things automotive with the petrol head Nico Smith. We've got Nico, our petrol head, on the line, and Nico um, Shanana from Shanana from Straysh says, "I would not dare to differ with Nico, but I will. It is indeed a Welch Plug and no shh, oh. as correctly pronounced by Mish, not Mitch. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. There you go. Yeah, okay. there we well, go. There you go. So, Nico, we were talking about breaks, and uh, one of the things that uh, someone raised with me actually during the week was they were just saying how that. As a woman, they often go to a place and the guys say, no, 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 your brakes need to be scraped or your brakes need to be... And she's, she's, she says, well, she doesn't necessarily always know. How does one get a sense um, so that they don't just immediately do whatever they do with your brakes?
0: You know, it's difficult. <clears throat> Things that are, are not great for brakes, if you get a, um, a new set of uh, brake pads on your car... Yeah. Um, or, or actually, almost, you can almost say the same thing for a new car... Um, uh, an ideal thing is that the car needs to go through a nice heat cycle. And again, I'm using the racetrack as a reference because um, we would uh, something that would happen on a long time is compacted on a racetrack. So let's imagine I have a brand new uh, car on the racetrack, and I'm now going to drive it for a driving course or for a motor show. I would actually go and bed the brakes. So yeah. what I would go do is we'd go out, we would build up a lot of heat on the on the, in the brakes. So brake hard, come off a higher speed, brake hard. In other words, get a lot of heat build up. And then drive without using the brakes so I could cool them down. So I want the brakes to go through a nice heat cycle and also be able to cool down nicely. Now, let's imagine I get new pads on the car and I drive um, and the car gets a lot of heat up without the cooling. What might happen is you might glaze the, the brakes. In other words, it's almost like there's a layer, a shiny layer on the discs or uh, on the pads. So now what happens is when you brake, you get this squeaking noise. Um, And that the brakes are glazed, So you've now got to just drive. One of the ways is to drive through it. In other words, it's going to be there for a while. And eventually that glazed bit will be out. Mm. So if you're getting a car with, with new brakes or new, new pads, it's not a bad idea to go on the highway, drive, um, brake, uh, get a little bit of heat into the brakes, um, and then just drive so that they can cool down. So they can go through a nice heat cycle and a cooling cycle. Now, uh, newer cars and most cars nowadays on the pad itself will have a little sensor. So the, the, we talk about the that meet in the pad, it becomes less and less and less and at a point the sensor should warn you. Um, so when they're looking at your brakes at a service, they'll look and say, listen, your next service is in 15,000 and there's so much left of your brake pads and they'll calculate and say, you probably might not make it. So sometimes they would say, let's replace it, um, although you could probably drive for another 5,000 case but maybe they're worried that you're going to drive for 10,000 K And if you don't replace the pads, you damage the discs. Mm. So the pads are, are, are not expensive to replace. The discs, when the pads are done, you then damage the discs. And the discs are expensive to replace. And what they can do, if you've, let's say, scratched that disc, they can skim the discs. So in other words, they put it on a machine, and you've made some scratches in the disc, and then they take that layer away to make it smooth again so that you have effective brakes again. So you want to don't want to get to the point where you damage the discs because the discs have to be either replaced or skimmed, which is a pain and which will cost you money. So that's why at a service they, you can ask them, listen, okay, how much do I have another 2000 or 5,000 Ks left before this needs to be replaced? And then if you can make a mental note, because you can always say, listen, it's okay. Okay. I'm going to watch my car for 2000 Ks and then bring it in. So that's really the point where if you drive for 10,000, you might damage the disc which is costly, and sometimes it's just easier to say, you know what, I don't want to come back, so let's just replace it even though there's a little bit of meat left in my pads. But if you don't know what's going on, it's quite difficult to you know, uh, say, okay, because you wouldn't know how much pad is left. So mm. to that extent, you have to go on the, the, the advice of your mechanic. You can always go to just a, a different place to get a second opinion. It's almost like going to a different doctor. But um, you might actually then get to the same result. So I think that's the way I look at it. Is be careful of damaging the disc because it can be quite costly yeah. or just a pain to get them skimmed.
1: Uh, um, someone called Bright in um, – hold on, let me just check. Bright in George wants to know, can you ask, Nico? is there a good Japanese car? What's a good Japanese car in your mind?
0: Oh, I think all I, – I, I really think Japanese cars are well made. I mean, Toyota as a Japanese brand um, is a very good car. So I, I do think that Japanese cars are extremely reliable. Look at Honda. I mean, Honda, and, uh, Honda as well, they, the, the Japanese are very good at building a reliable cars, in my opinion. They they, they not necessarily um, go to technology like, uh, you know, would always have the latest turbos on their cars. But what they build quite well is a reliable cars. And Japanese are very innovative in their cars as well. Honda has been the, a, a very innovative company. So the two simple brands, Honda and, and Toyota, um, I think they build Really good engines, and I have a lot of respect for the engineering that Japanese companies
1: do. Fantastic! We've got a voice message for you. Morning, Michelle.
0: S-C-H-O-O-L is school. S C H U L E is school. So Welch and Welsh, work it out.
1: So you know what? I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna so, stand. Wait, I'm gonna stand on your side on this. I'm, gonna, I'm shifting my view because I've been thinking about it. So. C H E E T A cheetah C H I V A L R O U S chivalrous Wow, so thank it you
0: very much could okay well, well be there's Welsh. Another one um, Phuket um, right yeah Phuket is a place now PH in English is an if but we still pronounce it Phuket so
1: <laughs> Yeah but that's um that's because <laughs> that's Phuket is written in a in a different language surely Oh
0: I see okay but just be careful then with PH
1: So sh- charm is che, yes. cheetah is ch but chivalrous is sh so maybe it is welsh and not welch someone's asking is it true that the corolla is it true that the corolla brand is coming to an end is that true
0: no not as far as i know i mean corolla is 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 <laughs> they've been going i think 50 years or something or maybe even more i don't know that the corolla brand i mean it's such a strong brand when you say corolla You know, sometimes you have to say a manufacturer. Um, In this case, when you say Corolla, you're already thinking of a car and you're thinking of the brand Toyota. So, I don't, I haven't seen, I could be wrong, but I haven't seen that Corolla's coming to an end. So, I don't think so. If if I see something in the week or I pick it up next week, I'll tell you. But um, it's such a strong brand. I mean, people have lived with Corollas. They have memories with the brand Corolla going away or owning the first Corolla. So. Uh, The the brand is so strong, I can't see Toyota stopping that brand. Not at all. Of course, the focus is moving away in cars um, to um, SUVs worldwide. So more and more people are buying SUVs, um, even though they don't necessarily need them, they like the feeling. But that brand so strong, I don't see that happening.
1: So there's another question. Toyotas are on the rise here. Morning, I'm driving a Toyota Yaris Zen 2011 model. Yes. its clutch is very hard. I even changed and put a new one in from the Toyota, and there's a slight change. But is there something that can be done, and what would that be?
0: Um, yeah, you know, that's a difficult one, if I'm honest. Um, did you put in the clutch yourself, or did somebody else put the clutch in? I don't know. So I think you can you can you can go somewhere and ask them. The, the, it can be adjusted, um, but maybe yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. It, I, it, it, I think whoever put the clutch in, take it back there and say to them, ask them just to adjust, uh, uh, um, adjust the clutch. But again, I don't know how much harder it is or if it's just a little bit. Sometimes I think that happens in cars. If it's quite a lot, then definitely take it back and have it adjusted.
1: So Asiyah says, hi there, I've got new discs and pads. Were will put into my Toyota nine months later. The disc is so rusty. I went to high queue and not the dealer. Could it be inferior work? Oh, I don't oof. I
0: don't know. What happens if a, a car, you can see it on any car. Let's imagine it's rained and your car stood outside for two days. If you look at the disc, it, it's rust. There's rust on the disc. And once you drive, you'll get that rust away. So, um, so discs will rust if, if it's standing for a day or two. I've seen on motor shows, Michelle, where they take silver spray paint hmm. and they spray the disc silver for the motor show so it looks shiny. Um, otherwise, it's going to rust when it's standing there on the motor show. So disc will rust. So I I'm not sure how much rust is on the di- Rust, rather. <laughs> not rust, but rust is on the disc. But if, if it rains and the car is standing for a day or two, you'll see the, the, the rust on the disc. That happens. You just, as you drive, it goes off. That's fine.
1: What about when it's a fan belt? What do you mean, rusting? Then it becomes the rust belt. <laughs> Bye, Nico. Nine o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.